said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they had intended to come um, and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. And the Lord had a blessing to the reader and hearers of his written word. Once again, just one preach of the subject of don't waste the leftovers. Don't waste the leftovers. Uh, many of you just had Thanksgiving feasts. I don't know about you, but one of the things that most of us, at least, I love leftovers. Amen. I grew up on leftovers. Uh, I don't mind eating leftovers. Yeah. I know some folks don't like leftovers, but I love me some leftovers. If I, but I'll put it this way. If I don't like the leftovers, then I don't I didn't like the first time. If I like it, if I like it the first time, I'm gonna like it again the second time. And in a real sense, sometimes the next time is better than the first time. Love me some leftovers. Certain things I can eat for three, four days, y'all. I'm just being honest with you. I can. If it's good, I'll keep eating the home. I don't have no problems with eating over and over again. See, some of y'all didn't grow up. I grew up where you, 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 you were thankful if you got some leftover. I wish I had some witnesses in the house because you were crying for some leftovers. Because ultimately, it was always just enough for that night. See, I grew up in some of those situations where you wish you had the leftovers because the next night might be some bread and syrup sandwiches. Yeah. Amen. Can I get a witness in here? Yeah. So I love some leftovers. Uh, far too often, we waste a lot. We waste a lot. We waste a lot of things. Things that still have value and worth. We, we, Jesus, here in this text, was making sure that they didn't waste watch this, what had been blessed. That they didn't waste what had See, those leftover, those fragmented pieces still had power. They had been blessed. See, when Jesus lifts them up and he blesses that, that, those bastards, I mean, that food, that two fish and those five barley loaves, the blessing was still on them even when they ended up being left over. Aspects of your life I need some folk to understand this morning. There are certain aspects of your life that have been blessed, yes. and the blessing is still upon you 
in spite of what you've been through. So prophetic, what Andre was saying, he's able, and I was like, man, he's preaching my sermon right now. The marriage ended, but the blessing didn't stop that was on your life. Amen. Somebody needs to get that this morning. You're still blessed. The child ended, but the blessing is still on your life. You still have the same skill set, knowledge, the work ethic, and all the things you need that elevated you the first time. The blessing is still on you. You're still what's left over. Surgery. And they took something out of you. But you're still blessed. left over because they still have power. This is what Jesus is really demonstrating and illustrating in this text that those pieces that are lying around, they still they are what, they are what is left over, but they represent power and value. Don't waste the leftover. Jesus recognized value in those leftover pieces of bread. He could see the potential in spite of it being small pieces scattered. Jesus still could see the potential. Other folk were walking around, they just saw little small fragment pieces. But in Jesus' eyes, they was still worse. Jesus saw the potential of a little. Can I just pause there one minute? Simply suggest that sometimes you need, see, you need to see the potential of a little. Watch this. In order to experience a lot. Sometimes you've got to see value in the little, in the little leftover that you do have. Sometimes you've got to see the potential of what's there. I'm reminded of the widow of all who only had a little law. <laughs> but that little law, oil, meant a whole lot. It turned from a little oil for her and her son into an enterprise. Sometimes we have to see the little in order to get to a lot. So you have to see the potential that this potential, I, I've been through some storms and it's taken a lot out of me, but I stand here this morning to tell you whatever is left over, God knows what is a lot in his hands. Sometimes you don't know how much you have, watch this, watch this, until you put the pieces together. Ooh. God, I wish I had somebody see if you understood that. 
See, everybody was looking around and seeing all the little pieces of bread. But in Jesus' eyes, he saw way more. He, Jesus was what? He's a visionary. He's looking way ahead. He could see all the pieces coming together. Because as long as they were spreading, everybody was looking at the individual pieces and making an assessment that individually they ain't worth much. I don't believe anybody else could even understand. I don't believe they could, could have fathomed that those pieces could amount to 12 baskets full. But when they put the pieces together, they could see just how much sometimes there's some broken pieces in your life. There's some things that have been scattered in your life. There's some leftovers, but they need to be brought together. Because together, there's a lot of value. There's some little things that you need to stop ignoring. There's some little things. See, oftentimes we're complaining about what we don't have and don't really see what we do have. And if you begin to pick up those little pieces of what you do have, you will discover that you have more than enough. <laughs> Went through a trial, but you learned perseverance through that trial. You went through another trial and you learned patience with that trial. You went through another one and you begin to grow and understand that God's Providence really works. So now when you begin to put the pieces together, you've got better patience. You've got, you understand how to uh, persevere. You understand that God is a God of, of a God of provision that God will provide when you put the pieces together. It's amazing how much we begin to learn that we actually have when we place them all together. When you put it all together, you begin to understand that truly scripture was right, that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. There's some blessings that you don't want to leave. There's some blessings that have come through your challenging situations Sometimes we want to close the door, walk away, but there are some things that you need to pick up. Some leftovers from those experiences that still have value. I'm reminded that in Scripture, it was James that said, Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Sometimes you've got to count all of your blessings, count all of the things that you, God was, has been able to get you through. He was saying he's able and he's gotten you through some things. Sometimes you got to count every single blessing that's come your way. You got to decide that I'm going to take this blessing. Yeah, as a child, I went through this, but God got me through this. I went through this in my teenage years, but God got me through that. So I count all 
of it because I know the next thing God will still get me through. If he did it once, he'll do it again. So I put the what? Pieces together. I put the pieces together because my leftovers have value. Times you've got to see the potential. Potential in what's left over. Jesus had to pick up the leftovers because he knew that there was potential. Combined, they represented a lot. It's when you connect your little mm, that all of a sudden your little things become powerful when they begin, when you connect them with this one and this one and this one. I remember always being broken college. Amen, somebody. I was broke. Money was hard to come by sometimes. And it seemed like it came in floods. Amen. I either had more than I need or I didn't have nothing at all. You know, and I could remember when I was in college, I remember when it got real, real bad, when I didn't have no food, I didn't have no money. It was time to go home, y'all. I was trying my best to just get home. And I knew I had a 72 Nova, straight six, 72 Nova. And I knew from Prairie View, to Beaumont, I knew exactly how much money I needed to get home in that car. Six dollars. Six dollars. I still remember that. Because you don't know how hard it was sometimes to get that six dollars. It was six dollars. For me to get home. And I would run around looking for pennies. Because at that point, that penny had a whole lot of value to get to that six dollars. That penny, I needed that penny. I was looking at pennies everywhere. I was adding every penny, every nickel, every dime. And you know, everybody in college broke, so you can't come up to nobody talking about, can you give me six dollars? <laughs> no! You come up with a, you come up to him, man, you got a quarter? <laughs> you got 50 cents? <laughs> you ask enough people, you gonna get to that, 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 see, they'll give you a quarter or 50 cents, but don't ask for no dollar. It was the little amount. The little, the little had value. And as I asked for it, for that little 25 cent dime here, man, I got 50, I'll take it. I got a nickel, I'll take it. Because my little was helping me get to my lot. And so I, 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 I it, it, it built up until I got six dollars and I was able to make it home. We have 
to see the combined value of the things that are around us. And how important those little things are to reach the big thing that you're trying to reach. So potential, watch this, so, so, so the potential is often predicated upon placement. Placement. Separately, they don't look like much, but together they create a whole lot. I believe Jesus could see the leftovers together because he, he placed them together. He was able to see that. He was able, and already organized it, he could see the lot. But when they were placed in those baskets, everyone else could see just how much it was. So the potential of your leftovers are often fulfilled through where they're placed. Let me say that again. The potential of your leftovers are often fulfilled based upon where it's placed. The potential is reached based upon where it's placed. You can't put a seed of a fruit tree on concrete and expect it to grow into producing some fruit. Now here's the interesting thing, even if you put the seed on concrete, the seed still has what? Potential. God, I wish I had something. It never changes the potential, but in order for it to actually grow, it still has to be what? In the right place. But it still has what? Potential. There's some things that have happened in your life. There's some leftovers that you have right now sitting in this room in your life. And you know what? If you're not careful, you'll place them on concrete. It still has the potential, but it's not in the right place. But if it gets to the right place, it has the opportunity to what? To prosper into something. Thanksgiving, you got some food that's left over. And you don't put it in the refrigerator. What will it do? So it has to be what? In the right place in order to be pre preserved. So the seed has the potential, but it needs the what? The right environment. Your leftovers have a particular place. Those things, those hurts, those rejections, those setbacks, they have a right place. Those things that you've encountered, those things that you've gone through, they have a right place. It was when we read this story, we figure, we find out that the, Jesus takes the 12 baskets and he takes them and they're placed in his hand. Allow me to submit to you this morning that your hurts, your pains, your frustrations, your agonies, those seeds that are left over, those things that you have left over from the, your greatest trials, your greatest challenges, if you hand them over to him, God knows what to do with those 
those particular leftover things. It's the right place. Sometimes we're handing them over to the next person that comes in our lives, thinking that they're going to be the ones to heal you. No, they can't heal some of the hurts you have. You just handing your hurt to another hurt person who ultimately is going to end up what hurting you too. But if you hand them over to Jesus, God knows what to do with your leftovers. not only do your leftovers have potential, but in the right place, they can be repurposed. God, I wish I had just two or three people right now. You'd be shouting right now. They can be repurposed because if I get them to him, he knows what to do with the things that I've been through. And he knows how to shape them. He knows how to fill them up in this basket and begin to reutilize them once again for my good. God knows how to handle your leftovers. So we have to get them to you. So we're in the right place. They become potentially powerful. Look at this text, and in this text, they. states that there were 12 baskets. 12 baskets. It's interesting because I, I, I just kept looking at those 12 baskets, those 12 baskets. And so the leftovers needed a place. You know, Jesus has them collect these 12 baskets, which really tells me that maybe there was some leftover lunch from somebody else because there's 12 baskets around. Those baskets were around. We don't see anything about baskets in the, in the beginning, but now there's these baskets that show up. And it's 12 of the baskets. And so Jesus uh, has them take all of the leftover from the barley loaves and place in those 12 baskets. The right place, the right place. They're placed in those baskets and he's Jesus is kind of guiding this whole process. You know, possibly, once again, I, I really believe that this is, in a real sense, when I look at this situation, it becomes symbolic, in a sense, of what Jesus has done. Twelve baskets, right place, getting them to Jesus, because now what has been, because apparently the leftover, the twelve baskets that were left over, Represent something. They were empty. They didn't contain anything. And maybe they were just kind of sitting around because someone had already taken out of everything out. You know what was inside of them, and so they were available because they were said they were empty in a real sense. And it really made me think about the entire process from uh, theologically from. Uh, the standpoint of the Old Testament to the New Testament, specifically as it relates to the law. Because we really understand that there were 12 tribes, and the 12 tribes in terms of what they could not do, they could not accomplish what Jesus comes to accomplish. So in some sense, it's the 12 tribes that are kind of sitting around representing those 12 baskets that were empty, in a real sense, they were empty, they couldn't accomplish what needed to be accomplished, but now here comes Jesus, and Jesus comes along the scene, and he has the baskets filled. 
In other words, Jesus comes and what the 12 tribes could not do, he comes to what Jesus said in this word, that I didn't come to abolish the law, but I went fulfilled the law. And so in a real sense, now what we see here in this text, maybe I'm just kind of imagining symbolically what I see in the text, that Jesus fulfills the law by placing what was empty in the baskets, what was left over from the Old Testament and fulfilling it in the New Testament. Uh, so now things were empty, but not not getting, they weren't getting anywhere. But Jesus comes on the scene and he fills everything. What looked like it was impossible, what looked like a little, what looked like almost nothing, that now Jesus comes in. And so in other words, Jesus was don't waste the leftovers because now Jesus fulfills those baskets. Whatever is left, what I'm trying to say is whatever is left, Jesus can use. Whatever is left, Jesus is in the business of using. Whatever is left in your life, Jesus knows how to use it. He knows how to bring it to fulfillment. So the leftovers are repurposed for his purpose. Jesus will take your leftover experiences and use it for his good. See, not only do they have potential, but when they get to the right place in him, they also have purpose. So our leftovers have potential. They also must be in the right place, but they can reach a particular purpose in him. Somebody's going to need to know how you made it through your divorce. That's the purpose. Whatever is left over in you from that, you know what? Somebody else is going to need to know how you made it. How you made it through losing that job. How you made it through some of the failures in life. It's amazing how our leftovers can become a testimony to other folk. How you made it through that surgery. How you made it through that diagnosis. How did you make it through learning that you had cancer? Our leftovers have power. And so they can be repurposed in a sense. When we get them to the right place, it's amazing how in God's hands that all of a sudden he can take our leftovers and give us fulfillment. Because he is a God of fulfillment. Amen, somebody? They can serve as a purpose for somebody else. So we pick up the pieces of our life because they have the proclivity to be repurposed for somebody else's good. In a real sense, this is what Jesus, as I get ready to close this, uh, this is what Jesus did on Calvary. If you really look at this message, you can see what Jesus did on Calvary. In a real sense, he gathered the pieces of a bruised and broken body from a cross experience and got up early one Sunday morning. I wish I had a few witnesses in here. He took what was left over from his cross experience. Oh, I wish somebody understood bleeding and 
pierced on his side and wounded in every which way. <laughs> and so, but what was left over <laughs> from that experience on the cross was buried one Friday. I wish I had somebody. But I just have a sneaky suspicion that that Friday and that time from Friday to Sunday morning, he was grabbing all the pieces of what was left over. I wish I had some witnesses in the house here right now. He was grabbing, as a matter of fact, we learned that he grabbed the keys from hell. He had to grab all the pieces, all of the brokenness, all of the bruising, all of the everything. And then early one Sunday morning, somebody told me that he got up with all power. Early Sunday morning, allow me to simply submit to you that he took the leftovers from the cross and began to cook a breakfast meal all in that Sunday morning. I, don't, I told you this morning, I don't mind eating some leftovers. And so early that Sunday morning, he started cooking breakfast like my mom, mommy would do. And early on Sunday morning, I don't care how late I was out that, that Saturday night, mommy expected me to get up early that Sunday morning. And she would holler out our names, but Pete, it's time. Get up, because breakfast is ready. So early that Sunday morning, Jesus took the leftovers, made a meal for you and me, and he's calling you out right now. It's time. It's time. Because these leftovers, they have potential, and in the right place, they can be repurposed. I don't care what you've been through. God can take your leftovers. He's already, he's already, watch this. You're eating from the leftovers of the cross. Every day you get up. He's cooking a meal in your life. Oh gosh, I wish I had somebody that understood what I was preaching about right now. You've been looking at your leftovers. You've been looking at the broken pieces of your life and you're not sure what to do with them. I'm trying to tell you to just hand them over to Jesus this morning because he knows how to cook a meal. He knows how to cook a good breakfast meal with whatever's left over in your life. He's always in the kitchen cooking up something. And the last time I checked, the Bible says, come taste and see that the Lord is good. So he keeps cooking, taking the leftover broken pieces of my life. I don't know how he does it, y'all, but he takes the broken pieces of my life. He puts them together. He keeps putting them together and cooking a meal that tastes so good in my life. It's always the best meal I've ever had. He's losing sometimes because, watch this, I keep giving him the same old ingredients sometimes, but he still knows how to make something new out of our own offerings. Because he knows what to do with my leftovers. Look at somebody and say, don't you waste your leftovers. Don't you waste your leftovers. God can take a little 
the little broken aspects of my life and make something new out of something old. I don't know how he does it, but he keeps doing it over and over and over again. It's time to eat. I wish I had some witnesses right now. It's time to eat. Look at somebody and say, it's time to eat. He's calling you to the table. Oh, Every day, God is watching Prepare a table before you in the presence of your own enemies. With your leftovers. so many truths that come. And I think one of the simplest truths is that God doesn't need much. There's some folk in here, you you don't have a whole lot of smile left. But I've learned that he'll take the little spot where you have and turn it into a good smile.
in your life. Whatever is left over, whatever is left over. Just release it, place it in you. It still has potential, but it needs to be in the right place. So what are you saying, Pastor? But as you, as you get ready to leave, here's what I'm saying. There's some things you've been through. And you've, you've got pieces of the broken bread of your life scattered all over the place. You've got too many broken pieces in your mind. Too many pieces you've you been through all of these things and you've got pieces, pieces, pieces. Pieces. Pieces over here, pieces over there. You were a child, someone told you some things that you that hurt you to the core. There's people that did some things that hurt you. Mm. Pieces. And you've left them all over the place. Oftentimes not want to look back, not want to deal with it, not want to see it. Mm. Here's what God is saying this morning. Those pieces, I need you to pick them up. Because I see, watch this. He's saying, I see how I'm going to make all of them work for your good. Yeah. Don't you leave them leftovers. I need you to pick them up. I don't need you to keep them. Oh God, we're saying I just need you to pick them up. I'm not asking you to keep them. That abuse, pick it up. I, I, I don't want you to hold up until that. I just want you to pick it up for a minute. And next thing, whatever it might be, I, I want you to pick it up. failure that you never thought you would overcome. Pick it up. That sickness, that illness that you just can't seem to get rid of. Pick it up. That disappointment.
My name is Nicholas Worse. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.